Hello world, and welcome back to History for Today. Today I want to talk briefly about David Allen's book, Getting Things Done, which I have just recently begun reading, listening to, and the reason that I did that is because I've heard so much about it recently in the note-taking and personal productivity space where I've been watching YouTube videos and uh, reading people's blogs and things like that. So I've listened to roughly the first half of Getting Things Done Now, uh, which seems useful although not completely devoid of the typical kinds of management speak that I'm used to from all the books that I was encouraged to read over the years when I was in business. My notes so far are first that open loops are taxing on our mental and our psychological resources. And this sounds plausible. Something that's on your mind means that your attention isn't clear and uh, you're not able to focus fully on whatever is happening in the present, the task at hand, enjoying your leisure, whatever. Alan also implies that a major problem with the plans that most people make and incidentally that most apps encourage is that the goals are too vague and aren't associated with specific tasks that will move the project forward. And in Alan's language, anything that requires more than one step is basically a project. And that seems to make sense to me. We should be clearer when we define both the outcomes that we're working toward, which will give us an indication of when we can declare a project to be done, and also of the next action required. I like this focus on atomizing the actions and then addressing each one in its turn. I think this can be very helpful in a process like writing a research paper for my students or writing a book for me. Identify the individual tasks and any dependencies among them, and then do them one by one. Ellen says that most of our to-do lists are just what he calls listings of stuff, rather than clear descriptions of real work that can get done. This results in goals not being met. So the name of the game seems to be clearly defining the outcomes that we want to achieve, and then mapping the actions that we need to get there. And all of this happens in the first 19 pages of the book. You can't do a project at all, Alan says. You can only do an action related to it. This is, on one hand, very humbling, and on the other hand, very liberating. The five steps of GTD, Alan says, are capture, clarify, organize, reflect, and engage. One step in this process uh, that resonated for me uh, that I think breaks the cycle of excessive planning without doing is the one of asking what's the next action when we're organizing and then reflecting. Alan says that if the answer is an action that will take less than two minutes, we should do it immediately. If it'll take more than two minutes, then we should decide who needs to do it. And if it's me, then I should set a time and put it on a project plan or a list of next tasks so that I can do it when I have the time. If it's something for someone else to do, then set a reminder to follow up. If it's information that I need, then set a time to check that I've received it. Alan also argued for the importance of reference files that don't bleed over into my lists of projects and next actions. 
The jumble is demotivating, he says, because it blunts the urgency of the next action list by blurring the line between actionable and non-actionable items. You decide what to do next from a long list of potential tasks that you could do at any given moment by considering context, the time you have available, the energy you have available, and the priority. I suppose this works better when you're not running from one high priority overdue or nearly due item to the next, and I'm looking forward to that. Ellen then goes on a bit of a tangent, talking about the extended mind and telling a story about his high school English teacher and 3x5 cards. It's basically the whole Zettelkasten idea in a nutshell, which must have been a great validation for people who are enthusiasts of both Luman and Alan. Alan suggests that making clear lists of what my real projects are with a series of actions will probably constitute, in his words, 90% of what is generally thought of as project planning. The implication is that most projects are just a series of tasks that I can't or don't choose to get done right now, but really aren't all that complex. He concludes his introductory section by claiming that the habit of clarifying the next action is the key to success on both large and small projects and will result in a sense of relaxed control, a reduction of stress, and increased focus and effectiveness. The next sections, I presume, are about putting together the system to make this happen and beginning to implement this GTD process. And I'm looking forward to that. And I will report more on that when I begin doing it. But that's all I have for right now. So I hope people found that a little bit interesting. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more. And I'll see you again next time.